Metro FM talk here on the mighty Metro. And a big piece of news, certainly over the last day or so, uh, has been the complaint laid with the South African Police Service by uh, Mr. Arthur Fraser. And, uh, yeah, laid against uh, President Sir Ramaphosa, saying he had concealed uh, the uh, a robbery at his uh, home out in Palapala uh, uh, in the Waterberg district out in uh, Limpopo. And, of course, we then also saw early on today, around lunchtime or so, presidency responding to these claims by Mr. Arthur Fraser. And, of course, uh, part of the response... To these claims, I think many of you would know the context, and if not, well, here's the context. Four million U.S. dollars, apparently stolen at the Waterberg home uh, in the farm there of uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa. Uh, and uh, the suggestion is that he was then part of this elaborate cover-up to make sure that that was covered up. There was interrogation of some of the people who were involved there or whatever, and, and so on and so forth. Now... The response today from the presidency, coming through at around 1 p.m., suggests, uh, and, and let me maybe read uh, an, an extract from it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the uh, presidency saying that yeah, the presidency can confirm that the robbery did indeed take place at the president's farm in Limpopo on or around 9 February 2020, in which proceeds from the sale of game were stolen. Now, the president was attending an African Union summit in Addis Ababa at the time the incident occurred. On being advised of the robbery, President Ramaphosa reported the incident to the head of the Presidential Protection Unit of the South African Police Service for investigation. And uh, he stands ready to call operate with any law enforcement. Dr. Van Yerden, good evening to you and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening, everyone, and good evening to the listeners. Thank you very much for joining us. What do you make of this? And let's maybe take a step back. Uh, I did say, I mean, we, we tend to have a, a relatively young audience and uh, some of us younger fellows might not be aware uh, of uh, Arthur Fraser, who he is, what role he played and successive administrations. That might be a good place for us to start. Uh, who is Arthur Fraser? And uh, I guess, what do you make of uh, his complaints before the Rosebank saps yesterday? Yeah, so so uh, Mr. Arthur Fraser has always been one of our, what you would call a super spy. Mm. Um, he, he has always been involved in the State Security Agency, um, even in its former incarnation, the National Intelligence Agency, um, Mr. Fraser was uh, the head of um, the NIA and, uh, of course, also uh, operating under the State Security Agency. His last job before leaving government was the uh, Director General of Correctional Services. Mm. And uh, some of your listeners might recall uh, one of his final acts just days before he left the position was to grant President Zuma uh, medical parole, going over the board, mm. uh, the, med- the parole board's uh, head, and, and giving him medical parole. So that's sort of, in a nutshell, who Mr. Fraser is. Mm. Um, of course, his name came up a number of times. Uh, you would recall that there was a commission set up by President Ramaphosa to investigate the intelligence service. Um, led by Sidney Mufumadi, and all kinds of uh, allegations and things came out of that report, uh, and that was under uh, Arthur Fraser's watch. Um, then there was also things that came out uh, at the Zonda Commission. He tried to say, please give me an audience. He made an application wanting to, to actually go to the Zonda Commission, mm. but declined. Um, so I think... 
that's, that's, that's sort of where we are at now. And now the latest is that he has now made this complaint against President Ramaphosa. Do you connect the two? That on the one hand, he could not receive an audience with the Zondo Commission ostensibly to raise um, issue with how he might have been characterized or his involvement in particular matters that were before that commission and Absolutely. this complaint. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I mean, the link for me, I don't think necessarily, and I know it's going to be one of your questions, I don't mm. think this is this has got to do with the, the ANC elective conference race at the end of the year. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, from what I know of Arthur Fraser, he just doesn't play that kind of game. This is a person who has been clamoring at the door, asking can he have his, his, his day in, in court, so to speak, um, because his name is being dragged mm. through the mud. He wants an audience, and he's not being given that opportunity. Sure. And I think this was now a desperate attempt to say, if you don't give me an audience, let me get your attention. And Dr. that's Finierde, why he has now laid this complaint. Hold the line there for me for a second. We're going to take a quick spot break. When we come back, uh, I want us to unpack, I guess, uh, what... Why, I guess, Mr. Fraser would want so urgently or in this particular fashion, this audience with the president. Dr. Van Yerden, before we, uh, I guess, conclude on the comment you were making earlier on, you see, you're suggesting, look, this has got nothing to do with the factional contest in the lead up to the uh, 55th National Conference of uh, the Governing Party in December, but has a lot to do with um, Arthur Fraser wanting an audience with the president and uh, seemingly having all the opportunities to clear his name foreclosed for him. Why do you say that? And I guess, why is it so important to Mr. Fraser that, uh, you know, he has this uh, dialogue with the president? You see, Ayabonga, the thing is that at the end of the day, you will all agree with me that, you know, at the, you know your good name is all you have. Sure, you know, uh, sure. And, and I think that uh, Arthur Fraser would like to be remembered as someone who was a consummate public servant. He served under three presidents. Um, he's, a, he's a person that's, that, that plays according to the rules and so forth. And for him to do this, I think, is uh, because he wants to clear his good name that in recent, in recent months uh, have been dragged through the mud. Mm -hmm. um, all manner of aspersions being cast on him. Um, he's viewed in a certain way. And now the latest being that he is supposedly part of the RET faction and so on and so forth. I just don't buy it. You know, uh, look, I could be wrong. There could be politics at play here. But I suspect, I suspect knowing Arthur Fraser and having, you know, watched him over time, mm. um, this is a public servant that has served all presidents, including this current president, and he's saying, please, can you afford me an opportunity to clarify matters, to clear matters? I don't mm. want to go into retirement uh, in this way under a cloud as if I'm this bad person. And I think this is a desperate measure of him saying, they don't want to give me an audience. I generally keep quiet. There's lots that I know, but uh, I'm going to have to get their attention. And this is why he's made this complaint. Mm, mm. And of course, getting the attention, I mean, which is what I'm quite interested in. So it is, yes, about clearing his name, but I mean, what role does the president play in, in that... Um, in that likelihood of him, I guess, having his name cleared? 
Look, I mean, I think that the outer phase is used to sitting down with presidents, briefing them. Of course, this is national security matters and so forth. It's not new terrain for sure, him. Sure. I know, for example, that he's met with President Ramaphosa many a times, one on one. He is simply not getting that opportunity this time around. And I, and I think there's a question there. Why is that the case? Mm. Um, firstly. Secondly, um, to come to the complaint itself, I mean, at the end of the day, we all know, we, we are not used to and accustomed to that kind of lifestyle, Yabonga, but, uh, uh, you know, billionaires obviously have lots of money and cash lying around in their houses. Uh, and so that's not a crime. But what Arthur Fraser is implying is that the fact that there is a cover-up. Mm. And if you, look at, if you look at the president's statement, it's very carefully crafted, obviously consulted with lawyers and so forth, uh, because say, don't say too much, say, say less, um, and stick to the point. Mm. And, and we can see with the statement of the presidency, the president is saying that indeed a crime did occur. He, as per the procedures, you know, you don't have a president who just get jumps into the car and goes to the local mm. police station to go and report a crime. They are channels for the, the number one citizen. Sure, sure. And so he did the right thing by reporting this to the head of the presidential unit. Mm. As you know, VIP protection for the president is a South African police service Indeed. task. Yeah, yeah. Um, when people, uh, just by way of example, I will, uh, when people thought that the police was going to arrive at Nkandla to come and fetch <laughs> President uh, Zuma and take him to a correctional facility, no one in their wildest dreams, knew of the fact that actually he's being protected by the very police. Exactly. The minister, the minister simply phoned the head of the, the VIP protection and said, bring the president to the correctional service. And they follow orders. Mm. So in this scenario with President Ramaphosa, it's the same thing. Yeah. He goes to the head of the security, head of protection services, who is an, an officer of the police, mm. and say, a crime has been committed. Can you please deal with sure. it? Dr. Finier? Um, and and, and so that's yeah. what the presidency is saying that he did. And then he sure. stopped there. Okay. Dr. Van Yerden, hold the line there for me for a second. Uh, we're going to get a, a quick voice note from one of our listeners. And then when we come back from that, I also want to hear your thoughts on uh, the last sentence there, saying the president will not be deterred by disinformation campaigns. Yes. What do you make of that? Yes. Evening, Abola, Abola. Uh, The Fraser character is somebody that you cannot trust. But you must remember that Zuta likes to have people who are not credible enough, controversial people to be in charge of the intelligence services. So I think after he was moved from the state security, sent to corruption services, he could not get the limelight there. And then I think Ramaphosa, after having that report from Dr. Mufumati, he should have done something about the report, not to wait for 18 months or two years before deciding on the matter, because allegations of corruption were, were there against this Fraser character. But Ramaphosa, because at times he is slow to act, or is afraid, or is a coward, or something, he failed to deal decisively with this character, and now he's coming back to him now, although I do not agree with his story, because he's not the person who's supposed to go and open a case. Ramaphosa is one who lost money. 
if I lose something, Payabonga, uh, uh, it can't be you who go to the police and report that so and so lost lost some money. So I think he's just playing to the gallery. But Ramaphosa should have done something about this president character long in, during that time of the evidence that the corruption at the state security thing uses to learn. What do you make of that, uh, Dr. Van Yarden? Uh, Tulani's comment there saying, look, this is, all of this is just playing to the gallery. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with playing to the gallery. I think that, uh, as I said before, I think that the, the president is indicating that he did report the crime. Um, you know, I'm sure that uh, if we dig deeper, we will now find that there is a case number and that the head of the VIP protection did go and open a case and so forth. Um, and so what is interesting is that's where the statement ends. The, 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 you know, uh, because the president is saying anything that happened after the reporting, I don't know anything about that. Indirectly, that's what the president is saying. So these claims of Arthur Fraser that these people were kidnapped and, and mishandled and they signed the deal and they were bought off, I don't know anything about that, is what the president is saying. Um, and so I think therein lies, if indeed some of those things happened, therein lies some answers that we, that we are owed as the public. Um, as for the misinformation, but, uh, you know, we, we will not be deterred. I think the presidency realizes that this is one of many of these kinds of things that are going to happen as we move closer to the elective conference in December. There's going to be all kinds of allegations and theories and this and that. And I think it's just a precursor to say we will not be deterred by this misinformation uh, that people are wanting to peddle. Mm. And of course, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the, the other dimension to this is whenever we in our body politic hear of former intelligence personnel, you know, spies and, and so on, uh, it's always, I guess, in the kind of smoke, cloaks and daggers type of discussion of that shadowy world, which is often marshaled for whatever political ends. Uh, what do you make of, I guess, how this has resurfaced? We've seen many, you know, uh, uh, reports, mole reports, intelligence reports uh, that have been used for all manner of reasons. And I guess this time around, somebody as high up in that uh, erstwhile hierarchy as Arthur Fraser, um, back, uh, I guess, before the saps and... Is this a similar kind of thing, or is this a significant, uh, significantly different uh, situation? Yeah. Look, the thing is that there's a, there's a sacrosanct rule uh, with regards to intelligence services, and that is that if you've been the head of the intelligence services for whatever period, mm. you keep quiet. You, you are vowed to silence. You don't speak on matters. Besides the fact that things that, uh, you know, there's national security and, and things are classified, but you generally don't talk and comment and get involved in politics. Sure. But that rule is out the window when you, the, the person is now the target. Then, then you can't expect the person to be quiet. And I think that is what Arthur Fraser is taking issue with. If it was about other things, RETs, other forces, third forces there, that and the other thing, then he would not get involved. But this now concerns him. It concerns his good name. And that is why he's saying, I'm breaking the silence. I'm stepping outside of the rules. And I'm saying, uh, I'm putting in a complaint against the president. As to how it will plan out uh, and play out, obviously the police services will have to investigate and so on. Um, will it have an impact? Uh, because, as you know, I will, I will, the, these investigations can take very long. 
you know, we might go to December, go through December, out the next year, and still have no resolution on this case. So I don't know if that is the aim of wanting to hurt the president for December. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, I guess there's also the, the dimension of saying, look, this is really not about a legal challenge. And some people are suggesting that this is probably about, you know, winning something in the court of public opinion or in the world of perception, which is sometimes a bit more material than fact. And a lot of that honing in on uh, the president's private life, his wealth. Yeah. And in this case, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know, Dr. Van Yerden, but you and I probably don't have four million US dollars lying around, you know, in our in our holiday home or something of that kind. Um, <laughs> how important is that is that particular element in this uh, in this discussion? Look, I think it's very it's very clever to say that it's the proceeds of game uh, game auction. I don't know. Recently, I have uh, on social media we saw the sale. We you know there was the sale of a, a, a prize bull, and it went for about. Uh, 15 million uh, mm. rand and so on, which is roughly about a million dollars. Now, you know, you sell three or four of those uh, on a good day, and you've got four million dollars in your, in your kitty, mm. you know. Um, and, and the truth is that perhaps he was going to come back from the, the African Union and then deposit the money into the bank. We don't know. But uh, as I say, I don't think it's a crime for, I'm sure billionaires, people of that uh, uh, stature, have have that kind of cash lying around all the time. Hmm. Yeah, hey. I guess yeah, I mean we've now placed it into context. So that's like my loose change that's just lying around and you know, um if indeed I was a billionaire. Doctor Fenierden, we'll have to leave it here for tonight. Uh, real pleasure catching up with you and uh, thank, thank you, you so much for so generously sharing of your time. No problem. Thank you very much.